Hey, Buttercup of the Awakening, Andy Murphy of the Cosmic Mama Podcast, episode 21, coming at you now, calling it a new, new hope, because yep, I'm a bit of a Star Wars geek. So let's talk about real hope, and the real hope of what's happening in the world right now, because I can't tell you often enough, or passionately, truly, deeply enough, that everything's going to be okay. So this is the podcast where I fucking tell you how. Because you need to know your part, your role. Inside, we're not just going to be talking about ascension, but we're going to be talking about what's beyond the ascension. The galactic reality that's coming to you. And one slight correction in here, Margaret Atwood, she didn't write Handmaid's Tale in 76. I think she did write something else, maybe Becoming? Hmm. But she wrote Handmaid's Tale in 1985, so let me correct and totally own my mistake on that, because I just really wanted Margaret Atwood to be sip on so that you can share with us in sacred spaces. And just a reminder, no driving. This is not so much of an activation episode, but we always are working in altered states because that's the way that we participate in a new birthing world. Can't wait to see you inside. As I was getting ready to sit here with you today, well, I've been getting ready for days, actually. Sometimes these podcasts come in like, go now, go now, with no structure at all. Sometimes they come in with some notes. Today's has notes. We'll see how the fuck that goes. But would you join me now in allowing yourself to step out of the mundane and step into the divine? Recognizing that it's just a shift away. And allowing something deep within yourself to open. Uh, Something that has been waiting in there to be listened to stronger. To be believed in stronger. (laughs) We're going to call this hope. Hope. Because today, my love... Guess what? Well, we're not just going to tell you everything's going to be okay, because fuck all that platitudes that doesn't really feel any better. We're going to show you today how everything is going to be all right. And that's why I'm so freaking excited to be here. Not only am I excited to be here, but as we work in ceremonial spaces, I want you to remember that your ceremony, your practices, your rituals will be super important to keep you sane, to integrate and to come back into your center. And we keep talking about this idea of going within and even that can feel a little irritating at times or a little like, fuck, I know already. So I want to just offer in a different way to let spirit work through you. You can do that with instruments. You can do that with stillness. You can do that by taking a walk. I don't want you to make your spiritual path seem like so much effort is required of you. It's not. And I like how they opened this today with like just a heartbeat away, just a breath to the left or to the right. The divine is here with us. And as we're making these ascensions through the fifth dimensional consciousness into 6D, oh, they've been here all along. I've still been integrating for myself this idea of spirit guides are not outside of us. That came up a little bit in the October energy update, which was lovely. This idea that... 
we are them and they are us. They are the teachers. We are the wisdom holders. Oh, and there's so much that I want to share with you. So we'll see if I can do this in a way that is coherent. (laughs) Oh, listen to that fucking word in this apocalypse that makes no sense. Is anything going to be coherent? I don't know. But we do want to play today with this idea of hope. Yes. Of moving us into not everything is just going to be okay, but how it's going to be okay. I've already said this, right? Um, And we'll be talking ascension, some visioning of the future. This is really what I want to get into as well, because, yeah, the future is not this fucking utopian thing that you think it is, nor is it the dystopian that they fucking programmed you to. God dang, I can't even tell you how irritated I am with that right now. Can I tell you? Yeah, I can. Guess what? I can tell you. I've been playing with this idea of Handmaid's Tale. And let's just go back, what, Handmaid's Tale, written in 1976. I probably read it in 96, 97, so 20 years after it came out. And it was startling to me then as a college uh, student, as an optimist in this world. Oh, fuck, y'all. The world that the feminine embodies. And Margaret Atwood's still one of my all-time fucking favorites. If you haven't read more of her stuff, Oryx and Crake series, so good. But this idea of a dystopian society, I was... uh, at a hot springs this weekend, and I saw people in the hot springs with masks on. That was disturbing enough because the moisture, like, do you feel unsafe and shouldn't be here? Or are you unsafe and shouldn't be here? But in either case, like that wearing of a mask in the water to me was just really jarring, visually and energetically. And then as I was soaking, as you do at a hot springs, there was a woman older than me, and she was talking with her husband, and you could just feel anxiety. Then the husband got out of the pool, walked over, brought her mask back. She put her mask on. She's like, now I can breathe. And I just laughed, not at her, but at the absurdity of with a mask, now I can breathe. So what's happened is in the programming of you by the media, even by very well-intentioned fucking, uh, we can call Margaret Atwood a feminist. I think she'd be okay with that. I don't consider myself a feminist because I'm not anti-man. I like men a lot. I like the masculine rising. We'll talk about that a little bit more today too. But this dystopian society that has been told to you, this idea of zombies that has been told to you. You remember where zombies actually came from? It was people staring at a TV. That's what they called zombies originally. Um, So this whole idea of the future is something you need to be scared of. Fuck all that. The future is something you get to be very excited about. Not because you are going to be a victim in it. So think of that for a second. The narratives that they have had you on, that you have grown up on, that your parents have grown up on, that that our society in general has been raised with, the narrative that we are on (laughs) is dystopian. The future that has been told to you is that robots will run the world, artificial intelligence, transhumanism, technology rules. Fuck all that. I'm here today to remind you of the true narrative of this evolution of human consciousness, of the point of this ascension. It's all going to be okay. More than okay, let's just get into how. So this COVID initiation, 
I want you to recognize this beautiful virus that has come in and changed our world. And yes, some people are dying. Yes, more people will die. But it's really highlighted this fear differently, hasn't it? It's brought up not only this concept of freedom, because <laughs> really, <laughs> you think wearing a mask doesn't make you free? Oh, fuck. Jessa was saying this when she was on with Noah Lampert recently, and I thought it was really good. This idea of... <sighs> the people who are really upset about having their freedoms taken away are the ones who have never had any fucking discomfort. It's the people of privilege, myself included, that are mad about this freedom thing. Myself not included. <laughs> I don't feel like wearing a mask is taking away my freedom. I get uh, that it has inklings because of the programming that's put, been put into us, but we want to clear ourselves of that programming. We'll work on that a lot in the Akashic Initiation coming up in October and November. But COVID has been an initiation. It is a wake-up call. She is doing her job beautifully. I had a COVID test. And as I shared with one person who claims to be rather awake that I had a COVID test, the level of shame that came back at me was massive. Calling it a frontal lobotomy, saying that it was implanted in me, and what was I thinking, and don't I know it's all fake? And I was like, wait a fucking second, back up. I get to make the choices that feel right to me. And if I have been sick for a week, and I choose to be around the people that I love who are in a higher risk category than me, and I choose to have the peace of mind that I can hang out with them without needing to take two weeks off of seeing and socializing in the ways that bring me peace and joy and comfort right now. Fuck you. I'm going to get a goddamn COVID test. Came out negative. Duh. Um, so this idea that it's a frontal lobotomy, well, if you've had one, it's not. I can promise you I've had lobotomies in past lives. That's not a fucking lobotomy. Come on. And this coming from someone who is a healthcare, mental health care worker psychologist, psychiatrist, come the fuck on, not a lobotomy. The idea that it could be pl planted inside of me. Well, yeah, that's possible. Um, someone else came with the idea of, oh God, now they have your DNA. You know what? Fuck y'all. How are we putting fear on both sides of it? You're saying that you are not scared of this thing. And yet you just told me three things that I should be scared about as an awake one. Fuck off. No. Um, and if they did give me COVID, let me just say, wouldn't it be so fucking cool that I am the shaman who gets to show you how to transmute it? Okay. And I really am in this place right now, in my path, in my daily life and walk, that anything that shows up right now is just giving me an opportunity to hack it. Not scary. What you most fear is here for resolution. So coming from the awake ones, oh God, what if they give you COVID? Well, I thought you were just telling me that COVID wasn't real. So it's a um, funny little thing. So I just give you permission, please, to do what feels right to you. And no fear on any side of it is going to be any good for you at all. COVID is an initiation to help us conquer and hack through the fears. Because what's really happening here in this human consciousness evolution, your human is dying. And that's okay. That's not something to be scared of. That is an invitation to move into, <gasps> yes, it is. 
the human is dying and the oldest exchange as I have been sitting in the Egyptian mystery teachings. I've been reading easily about two hours a day for weeks on end now. <laughs> so this is kind of what I'm, uh, this has become my cosmology, my lens through which I'm experiencing reality, which is, it's cool. It's fucking interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty lonely too. I can say that. There aren't a whole lot of people I get to geek out with this on except you. So, hey, thanks. Uh, Patreon, they let me geek out pretty good. So thanks. Your human is dying. And the oldest ways in the Egyptian teachings and the mystery school teachings was that uh, I want to be cautious and we will give a little trigger warning here because it sounds like sacrifice. And uh, we don't want there to be sacrifice, but there can be an exchange between the human and the divine. So when there is something in me that needs to leave, that needs to die, that needs to be handed back over, I am taking that out of my body. I'm cutting that out and relieving or handing it back over to the nebulous void. And that hole, wherever that belief, idea, fear, person, thing was inside of me, we don't want to leave it as an empty hole. Never in shamanism do we fucking leave empty spaces. We refill it with the divine. So we hand over our part of the human. We invite in more of our divine. Um, and we could geek out on this. I'll try not to. But this idea of we all come from divine, right? We all come from star beings, all come from different races. We're remembering this now. The memories are going to get more and more fun. I can promise you that much. The remembering, the bringing it back into active consciousness to me, that is a little of the ascension process right now. And certainly within the Egyptian teachings that I'm studying. To be more divine in human form, this is the goal. Okay, so let's get into this all. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Your human is dying. Your divine is embodying. Embrace that process. I promise you it'll be a lot more fun. And when you can do your shadow work, you will be courting death consciously. Did you hear that? When you do your shadow work, you are saying, I will look at the thing that brings me the most fear or the most shame. I will not run from it. I will not reject it. When I face it, death is going to bypass you because you don't need to learn that lesson because you're choosing to reach for it and engage with it on your own. So your shadow work, all the time, big fucking deal. That doesn't mean go hunting the shadows. I hate that idea. I've pained myself a lot hunting the shadows. And instead, what comes up is when this place of shame comes up in me, and it does, pain, grief, places where I have not been the best version of me. Um, and those versions of me, let's talk about that too, that spiral of awakening and awareness I can heal something many, many times. <laughs> um, and then as consciousness continues to expand, I can look at it and be like, oh, I didn't get all of it because I didn't see it that way then. So this is a little bit of those layers of the onion that we're peeling that are kind of frustrating at times because you're like, how many fucking times? Well, let me say in the Akashic, we actually have a technique that I think we can get to that place of when you've done your shadow work. Yeah, fuck bitches. This is the last time that I'm looking at this because it is healed completely. Ooh, -a I am one with the divine. I am one with all. I am at peace with everything. Ooh, a Ooh, a <sighs> It's all going to be okay. 
Hmm, not a platitude, but truly. So let's get into the how, shall we? Please? So other than my reassurances telling you it's going to be okay, other than the other enlightened teachers of the Ascension and way showers saying everything's going to be fine, I want to show you how it's going to be fine because this, my love, this is part of your work, part of your path, part of why you chose to incarnate here and now in this body. With whatever circumstances you have, they are all just showing you like, you fucking show us how to fix that. You show us that we don't need to be fearful of that and how to move through it because we're creating reality. In my neighborhood last week, there was a fatal car accident. My daughter and I drove by at about five o'clock. And the traffic at that point in time was terribly backed up. Like people could not move their cars. They were getting out of their cars. They were standing outside. They didn't know how long they could be there, but traffic was so backed up that really nobody was moving. My daughter laughed and she's like, don't go home that way. Well, that's not exactly how the path of a shaman goes. I of course have to go home that way, but I don't just get to go home. They have me meander because this is grid work too, right? They bring you where they need you to. You could call that grid work. Watch that episode with Amanda No, but spirit moves you where you are needed. I wasn't allowed to go home until about 8.30. (laughs) I joked with a girlfriend. I'm like, I have to go get chicken wings from a place that's like 25 miles away. Why do I? I didn't understand at that point in time. Um, Came home with my fucking wings. Thank you very much. And it was just clearing. And as this spot in the road was clearing, I recognized my purpose there was to move the residual energy. Because not only do we have a death, which might mean that there could be a disembodied soul there, we have a whole lot of trauma from however this accident occurred. We have a whole lot of anger and frustration from people who are stuck in that traffic jam that is not moving. So the way on a grid, if you can just imagine the web, right? Now on this web, in this one tiny spot, there's a ton of fucking congestion. There's fear, there's death, there's anger, there's irritation, there's desperation, there's confusion, because humans, (laughs) when frightened, don't always behave that well. Have you noticed? Okay, I don't know. Humans don't always behave that well. So my job was to clear it. And so I began, as I was driving through the area, just to begin light language. This is not, again, conscious choice. This is, oh, fuck, this is what I'm here to do. Got it. A whole new light language came through to clear this spot. Well, you know what? One pass through wasn't enough. I think I've been now four times specifically to clear. I've had to go back with rattles to clear this. And the blessing was as I came home, I realized that I did my part. I realized that I protected my community in the way that I can. I made sure that my neighbors, that the kids in the neighborhood, that the older people in the neighborhood can all drive through this place and it's going to be okay because that's my job. Do you know that that's your job? That if we all took responsibility for our little square mileage where you live right now, oh my God, we're going to be fine. Because how many fucking brujas and curanderas and witches and shamans and light workers do you fucking know? If we all took fucking responsibility, bam, 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 bitches, this will be covered quickly. I know what my responsibility is. 
I know if there is a trauma of any sort within the square mileage that I traverse, that is my responsibility as the awakening one. Awakening, fuck, I know. Awaked is what wants to come through sometimes. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't do that. The awakening one. I am the awakening one. You are the awakening one. We are the ones who we're remembering within this dream. Know that it's your responsibility. David Wilcox shared recently in one of his videos that one person meditating affects two blocks around them. Cool, I got this. How many rituals and ceremonies I do that are protecting me and my neighborhood. Mm, thanks. This came up in Light Body Tech, I think. That when you act in accordance with the divine, when you vibrate at divine form, uh, that would be like the Merkaba. So if you can activate your Merkaba, activate your light body. When you vibrate at divine frequencies, tragedies and bad things will bypass you. Not bypassing. <laughs> Funny, y'all. They will recognize you as sacred in form, and they're like, oh, we don't mess with that. That's fine. So the way that, hmm, I don't even want to say negativity, but the way that chaos works, the way that the interrupters work is they see what is out of order, and they'll kind of go after that first. If you're vibrating at harmony and vibrating at divine, these things don't always have to come and find you because you're confronting them head on in your shadow work. So this web, my love, is powerful. You have a responsibility to your community, to your neighbors, to the land spirits underneath, to the ancestors who might still be here in other dimensions. This is what we're doing. This is what you've been training to do. Please fucking do it. Seriously, do it. Anytime that you see it, you're like, yep, that's mine. I got it. No problem. And that doesn't mean you need to be looking for the bad things. It means whenever they are presented to you, it's presented so that you may write it. You may bring it back into divine energy, into balance, into love. Could look like grid work, could look like prayers, could look like offerings. Uh, you don't necessarily even have to do this in a physical way. You could just move through that area, vibrating at love and letting it radiate out of you. Thank you. There could be some effort involved, but it's not arduous. It's not going to take a lot of energy from you. It's just something that you're going to do of like, yeah, this is my responsibility as the awake one around here. Cool. When we are all participating, knowing our role, we hold this web together. You could look at it as the new timeline. Look at it as a web. Look at it as a grid. You'll see it different ways, but do your part. Hmm. Um, the other how... How are we going to be okay? Well, yeah, Cosmic Mama here to fucking love you through it. The other how of how we're going to be okay in this. I had a pretty big, hmm, I know, I don't want to qualify these as pretty big, right? Every time I have sat in ceremony recently, it's been fucking earth changing. Life changing? There we go. It's been earth shattering, life changing. The quality of my ceremonies has become more potent, not because anything that I've done is different, but because I've been doing them for so many fucking years, right? We'll just do it. We do a new moon ceremony. We do a full moon ceremony. We do blah, 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 blah. Whatever ceremony you've been engaging in, they have a different quality now. Have you noticed? It's kind of rad in that way. So when I was doing my equinox, uh, and, and I have different work, let me say that. There's work that I do that is my private work that I don't share with you. 
And then there's the transmissions and lessons, teachings that come through for you. Uh, I have to be cautious with this because my work is my work. And uh, yeah, just know that for yourself as well. You don't need to talk about fucking everything that you're doing to people. That actually gives away your power. It doesn't hold and build your power. You, once you actually vibrate at it, heal it, you don't have to fucking tell anybody you've done it. They'll feel it. (laughs) Have you noticed that? Kind of cool too. So the equinox ceremony that I was doing was different than any one that I have done in easily 20 years of this work. And when I say 20 years, yeah, I have been doing this work for fucking 20 years. It's insane. Huh. And when I say the 20 years, let's also recognize we have had our ass handed to us for 20 years. We have felt isolated and alone for 20 years. And wherever you are in your awakening, whenever that happened, um, you know, insert number here, we've been alone in this. We have felt crazy. We have felt small. We have been shamed. We have been persecuted. Um, Thank you. And let me just back out. I've got fucking privilege. Uh, My persecution has come from the judgment of loved ones, uh, the judgment of jobs and work, the needing to hide in shame and secrecy what it is that I'm doing or lie to people. None of those, like didn't get to fully express ourselves. This is what we've been in. And we've been taking hits differently for 20 years. I can tell you that my life has been fucking cruel since 2011. Okay, well, well, yeah, we're nine years into that. Um, So when you see people who are thriving through this apocalypse, (laughs) it's not because they are blessed in different ways. It's because they've been in the fucking game longer. They have been awake within the game, confronting things longer. That's it. So we're just going to be on the upswing a little bit. That's you too, right? You're on the upswing a little bit. You're allowed to have the blessings. It doesn't mean that you aren't hmm, bothered by the other timelines and they're collapsing, by realities collapsing. It means that they are now waking up to what you have already known. Is that okay? So there's not a good, bad, there's not a judgment. We're out of fucking polarity. Pretty please. We're just the front wave. That's all. Yep, getting back. (laughs) And even with notes, this is how I do it. Maybe the notes do give me like an anchor point to come back to. My equinox ceremony was delicious. Delightful in ways that I have never experienced. Uh, We can thank Remington Donovan for leading a great class that woke me up to a lot of things, activated a lot of things that were so juicy. But what I realized was the biggest blessing for me is that I thought for the longest time that I was free falling. I thought that I was just falling through the dimensions, falling from star family, space family, crash landing on this planet, but never really landing, just that sense of falling because I don't know what's up and what's down. What I learned on Equinox is I have never been falling. I have been fucking suspended. Hmm. I've been held. I've been carried by something that I haven't yet recognized as either a part of me or part of divine or just the plan. I haven't been falling. That's massive. So I hope for you 
whether through the activations we offer here, through your own ceremony, your own connection, your own teachings with your own inner knowing, i.e. guides. <laughs> Can we call your guides inner knowing now? Hopefully you've absorbed them, metabolized them, become part of them. You've been held the whole time, my love. We're going to be okay. We were the ones who've trained another lifetime, sent here to guide this thing to the other side. <laughs> Can we talk some ascension shit now? Because this is where I could stay for hours. And let me say my stance, my position, my truth around ascension continues to evolve. So we'll qualify this with a big fat, this is where I am right now. It could totally fucking change because everything keeps expanding. So ascension huh, is Gaia's birthing of a new race of enlightened beings. It's how we teach in the Akashic. It's how I remember it. Let me own that a little differently. That's weird, right? Um, Amy Solara might have called me out on this and she's like, it's not just that you're fucking teaching other people's stuff. You're allowed to have memories. You're allowed to teach from your own places of knowing. So from my own knowing, this is what I know the ascension to be. Gaia graduates and she births forth a new race of galactic beings that will move through the galaxies, move through the universes as gods. So we all came down from wherever we were to participate in this grand experiment because it sounds fucking exciting, doesn't it? Wow. I get to go down there and I get to evolve and become something else and then go out into the galaxy and help guide, lead other planets. Fuck yeah. Well, this is kind of what we're in. The awareness that I had recently is, ready for this? Ascension is really for the masculine. Whoa. Because the divine feminine isn't new. The goddess and the awakening of the goddess is not new to this planet. The awakening of the masculine is new. That hasn't happened before. So I get really excited as I talk about this. And this is not about gender. This is really about the qualities of masculine and feminine. Fair? So this is not a binary division at all. Because as I said, I love the masculine. And for so long, uh, my wound has been with the masculine, with the masculine outside. So my lesson now is to deal with the masculine inside. I don't get a masculine outside because I don't know how to do that without all my attachment wounds fucking eating us both alive. Oh, fuck. Did I just say that out loud? I think I did. Okay. It's truth. It's okay. <laughs> I'll come back and be real tender on me. I haven't known how to be at harmony with the masculine on the outside or on the inside. So now I'm learning the inside and hopefully... The masculine on the outside will balance when that time is right. I'm at peace with it. I'm fucking cool. Because guess what? Priestess. Yeah, we've done alone a lot. And it's okay. I don't say that with a wound anymore. <laughs> Working on that one too. What's happening in our ascension is the masculine is evolving to a place that they have not inhabited yet. The ways of the feminine 
or what allowed this planet to come into being in the first place. Um, and this is not matriarchy, patriarchy. I feel like it's something even older than that. As the divine feminine, as the goddess returns, as the priestess is honored, as the priestess evolves into goddess, which is an embodiment of divinity in form. Oh, goodness. We begin to write things. Because things have been wrong in our world. And yes, that is polarity, right? But let's just say there has been chaos that is not necessarily beneficial for human beings. The feminine knows divine order. So as the goddess consciousness embodies, things are righted. Things are put back into divine harmony and balance with Gaia. Oh, this is where we're getting into our vision of the future. Are you ready? Our future is not a utopia. It's not everything is perfect and poof, it happens overnight. That doesn't exist. Nobody's rescuing you. Nobody's saving you. We will do this together. Oh, that's sweet. And I think right now of the Egyptian hieroglyph of the coup. And the coup has got 12 dots around it. And the way that it's spoken of is it's the 12 pieces of your soul family. There's 12 aspects of your true consciousness. We might think of that like soulmates or twin flames, and it might prove to be nothing like that at all. But there's 12 aspects of soul family that make up a soul. So I think we're going to begin finding those pieces again, gathering in those pieces again, coming back into harmony. And as we do that, we begin to create new visions of what this world can be. Cooperation, collaboration. So much of what 2021 is feeling like for me is you must know the elements. I hope we've talked about that here. I know that we've talked about it in the energy updates over at Patreon. You must know the elements. I've had a long relationship, uh, not relationship, let's say that. I have been uh, out of relationship for a long time with the wind. And as I was down in Bacalar in March of 2020, I was told I couldn't come back until I created that right relationship with wind. So on solstice, I took a class and have been working with the wind ever since. And it's now showing up in my sessions, which is kind of cool. Uh, and when I say sessions, I don't mean readings. I can't fucking do readings anymore. Readings don't exist. I'm doing activations for people, uh, which is pretty fabulous. So if you want to be a part of that, that's over at Patreon too. Our relationship with the elements is going to be crucial. Knowing how the elements function in harmonic nature without any human interference. Knowing how those same elements exist within our bodies. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a class. Uh, we're doing a seven-week dream school. Can I just drop that in here? I don't mean to kind of do that, but fuck, I'm so excited. We're doing a seven-week dream school that starts uh, November 21st. And I know it's right after the Akashic. I wish all of this didn't go back to back because for me, I'm also like, that's, uh, it feels like a lot of work. I'm working in that way. I'm serving a lot through the through this portal into 2021. I get it, got it, no problem. I'm trying to find ways that it works for me. But yeah, seven-week dream school. I'll make sure you guys have a link to that. 
we're bringing things back into divine harmony, the elements within ourselves, the forces of nature within us so that we recognize we are nature. And think of it like rainbow body. Uh, And let's do love as an example here. When you really recognize everything as love, when you recognize the world is love, that you are love, there is no separation between you and the world. These are the greatest gifts of the masters who can perform the metaphysical feats. We think of that like levitation or bilocation, walking through walls, apparating anything out of thin air, levitating. Did I already say that one? That one always somehow feels like the most mundane to me. I'm like, oh yeah, levitation. Well, everybody can levitate. Um, I have others that I'm more interested in. Isn't that funny? Flying would be rad. Being able to skate the rings of Saturn would be rad. Um, but these cities, these ancient arts. Oh yeah, let's get into that art. Fuck yeah. Okay. Hey, can I say again, thanks for being, being here? Uh, Not only with me, but on this planet, because in case you can't feel in my frequency right now, we have so much to be excited about. Uh, The fear, big distraction, Uh, the excitement and the juiciness, like right under the pulse of that fear. This is where I want you to play with me. So 2021, we will be learning about the elements that we are nature, that you are nature. That when I recognize myself as earth, earth responds to me. We are in right relationship when I recognize myself as water. Um, And this is going to be somewhat influenced by your star chart or your astrology, but also in just your really basic human experience. The mind, the ego, not that big of a deal. I am of this earth and how can I feel that, be that? the water and the fire. This is what we'll be teaching the seven week class. We'll be doing a little bit of the Egyptian chakra, but working with those elements so you know what they are. The goddess is returning, my love. Your relationship with Gaia, your relationship, oh, as Gaia. Can you go there? And the evolution of the masculine bringing the masculine into right balance with their own divinity out of the constructs of struggle and war, um, the toxic masculinity that has been so violent, hateful, as far back as we can remember history, his story. His story is fraught with pain and hurt and war and against. There's a different way. And for the masculine, that way is through the heart, out of the mind, out of the ego. And they're embodying a completely new experience of masculine. And um, there aren't a whole lot who are doing it right now. If you are here and listening, fucking thank you um it's exciting to watch you guys step in and turn on and you're very brave 
because to break away from the mass consciousness, to break away from what you've known, what you've been taught, it's scary. The feminine, well, fuck, we're just going back to something that lives with us at a cellular level that feels real familiar and feels really empowering. I just want to get back to that. You guys, the masculine are doing something that hasn't been done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what's beyond the ascension? Well, we get to start creating the earth as she was intended to be, which is abundant and beautiful and loving and available. There's no scarcity. Mm. And in this same idea of, yeah, let's also talk about the hope. Going back to each of us doing our part. Well, guess what? All of us have better fucking ideas of how shit should be going. Don't you look at things and you're like, I don't know why that makes any sense. It should be like this. So the more of us who also like step into like, I think I have a better idea of how that could work. And whether that is a system, whether that is food distribution, whether that is um, taking care of people, all of us know better ways besides the structures that have been created that make no fucking sense at all. So as those structures go away, we just kind of pop in and are like, hey, I have an idea. People try it. It works. It moves forward. It doesn't work. Let's try another idea and listen to another voice. You have something so special to do. You have exactly what you get to do. And I remember hearing Corey Allen many years ago say, it's not that your work or that your gift is that special. It's that it's yours. And because it's yours, it's done with such joy and love and passion. Fuck yeah. Doesn't make you more special than anybody else. It's just that it feels so good to you because this is your greatest gift. As I am living my greatest gift of fucking talking to you right now while drinking coffee in my goddamn pajamas. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. Because it's what I get to do. Because it's done from purpose and joy and ease. And not so much effort, not so much worthiness trying to prove. Fuck. So as we move through these places of ascension that will take some time, as we begin birthing a new earth, I've sat in this place of maybe a suspended panic, maybe an uncertainty about the future. And I want to clean that the fuck up for all of us right now. Thanks. And that's cute. They're asking me to hold the Egyptian healing rods. So I might be channeling a little bit here too. I can remember many years ago as Rock and Roll Shaman was beginning to become more successful. What happens when everybody does what I do? Then there's no role for me. <laughs> when everybody is awake, when everybody is in tune, when everybody knows their intuition and embodying their divine, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I did at that point in time a future self journey. We'll teach that in the Akashic this time as well. That's the first time I think we're teaching it. It's so, oh yeah, we have a whole new way. The future self journey that I did way back then showed me a way distant future and a role that was so sweet. And I'm not sharing it with you because that's my fucking medicine. It was profound and it was beautiful and it was mind boggling. Truly like couldn't comprehend 
how that was something that I would get to do. Uh, and I'll give you a hint. I'm not doing it yet. We aren't even fucking close to where I get to do that. So it still seems like distant future in that way. What we all get to do beyond this ascension. So, okay, great. We're all awake. We're restructuring and rebuilding society. We are connected again to our galactic families and to other planets and universes and galaxies. And we're able to travel freely. Well, what has this great human experiment been about? My love, it's been about being an artist. To create, to envision in the way that you do, and to bring that gift of your vision to the world. Um, And when I say the world, we aren't just talking about planet Earth anymore, to the fucking galaxies. We're practicing right now, and I think even of this in healing, right? Well, healing, uh, we don't need a ton of new healers uh, because once everybody has made the jump and is on the birthing timeline, which will become sixth dimensional conscious. Great. Everybody's fucking awake. Everybody has healed. We don't need the healers anymore. I want to remind you that you get a new job because the healing arts are an art. It's how I've always practiced. Uh, let me say not I've always practiced uh, because that would be a fucking lie because <laughs> I now recognize, teach, and lead. Shamanism is an art. What you do or perform as shaman is given to you by spirit, which is why I also say you can't really culturally appropriate shamanism. It's a gift from Gaia. Spirit moves through the human to show you how to heal people, how to put them back into natural harmony and balance. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. And this is why I needed the healing rods, huh? The other place is as we know how to heal the humans, we will also know how to heal Gaia. Because what we're doing with human beings, with human bodies, we're putting things back into divine harmony and frequency. We do that with sound. We do that with color. We do that with food. We do that with nutrition. We do that with light. Okay, cool. Easy. (laughs) she says as if it's that easy we know the tools for writing humans it will be those same tools as we know the elements within ourselves that we can begin to offer to the earth and it's not humans fixing the earth fuck all that it is being in conscious collaboration with the earth to talk to the spirits of the rocks to ask the rocks what they want And I hope that you do this whenever you go to certainly sacred sites, but any place in nature. Do you ask the spirit of that place what they would like from you in exchange for enjoying its beauty? Are you in a living relationship with the world? That's shamanism. It's not doing anything. It's listening. It's participating. It's realizing that we are a part of. So to perform as shaman, I don't, I'm saying perform in air quotes, to uh, engage as shaman is to be an artist. Because you never fucking know what somebody's going to bring to you. You do not know what is going on inside of their reality. You must leave your reality, go into their reality, which is kind of the tricky jump, right? Go into their reality to make right or make peace with whatever is going on there. You don't have a fucking clue how to do that. Shaman doesn't know shit. A shaman has lots of guides, has lots of medicine, has lots of knowledge within traditional indigenous cultures, has lots of ikaros and songs. 
shaman has medicine. And that is not a medicine of intellect. It is a medicine of relationship with a living world all around us. Each time that we step into a healing, each time that we step into ceremonial spaces as shaman, anything could happen. It's the relationship with the guides. It's the trust that we've cultivated that allows us to do what we do. And that, my love, is a fucking profound art. Um, And as I say it now, I do get a little nostalgic. I haven't uh, done a whole lot of shamanic healing lately. The activations are coming through, but the healing is so beautiful to witness a soul coming into rightness. Mm, This is why we might have to do another shamanic apprenticeship. Look at all me getting all emotional about it. If that happens, February 2021, I think is the earliest that we can do it. But the seven-week dream school will be a little mini shamanic (laughs) teaching because you can't really do this work without shamanism coming in. You get to be an artist. Creating with the consciousness of Gaia. Listening to the mountains and the trees and the dirt and the bacteria and the viruses and the grasses mycelium oh my god do you know that everything is alive and dancing around you at every point in time you will that's what our future is so can we now maybe just come together with this vision not of an unknown future but a future that flows in divine harmony and balance A future where the earth and all beings know themselves to be the same. Where love is the interconnectedness. Ah, thanks. Love, they say, is the ether, the akash. Love is the frequency that allows all of us to participate together. They ask you to breathe deeply, opening up heart and opening up crown. So if you can imagine that pranic tube inside of yourself, let it expand now, activating through your torus field. A vision that is fresh. A vision of the future that is innocent. That is the divine child's greatest creation. And I don't know if you're like me, but there feels to be very little tech in there. The tech that is in there will be more natural somehow. It'll, I know, like, it, it, we don't need the technology, right? The technology goes away and then we do it all psychically. Barbara Hanclaw. So hold this vision, please. 
um, not just hold the vision, but would you feel the awe, the joy, the gratitude, the wonder? of what it could be like if you went to the ocean and you felt whale and whale offered to give you a ride literally because you're in right relationship. Where everything is awakened consciousness, choosing to see what we can create together And the playfulness of it, my love. Just feel that. Oh, what fun. Maha Karu. Maha Karu. Maha Karu. I come with an innocent heart. Maha Karu. Maha Karu. Maha Karu. Maha Karu. Maha Karu. We create the future. And I know you. I don't fucking worry about you. Because you got this. Because you've trained to be here and because you're choosing to even fucking listen this far into a fucking podcast. <laughs> Don't worry about you. And if you're not worried about you, I'm not worried about you. God's not worried about you. Would you just fucking get out there and do what you do, please? Things will be so much more interesting. Hmm. And see if you can also maybe engage in your ceremonies and rituals less quietly. And that doesn't mean to uh, show them off. Certainly don't need to put pictures on Instagram. Oh, God, why would anyone? Um, yeah, I'm really cautious with what I put out there. Because there are still chaotic forces. Chaos for chaos's sake. That's set within the Egyptian. He's not bad. He's not evil. He's not dark. He just likes the fucking chaos. He likes to mess with divine order. See if you can play with those ideas of uh, good and bad when you need to go into some polarity. The creation that we get to do. The playfulness. The divine child coming forward. The innocent masculine. Dancing in this field of abundance of Gaia. Of true goddess energy. Oh boy. We have so much to look forward to. Let's talk about the galactic realities of what's happening because we have this understanding of what Earth is going through. But I want you to see the macro, which is we are becoming galactic citizens. We who chose to come to Earth to experience the experiment of human consciousness. What happens when you drop these frogs off <laughs> and watch them evolve on their own? A little bit of star seeding here and there, a little bit of like hints of like, oh, they need fire. 
<laughs> they're moving too slow. So these quantum leaps of humanity evolving on its own is quite the gift. Nobody's going to rescue us. Nobody's going to fix it. Because our evolution, our remembrance of it is the greatest gift that has ever been offered. Because there are planets and galaxies and star systems far beyond us who will need us to be their ascended masters and teachers. We on planet Earth are some of, hmm, I don't even want to say the first that have gone through this. We are certainly not the first. Other civilizations have ascended. Fucking duh. Not many on the Earth have ascended, but other planets certainly have. And in that way, when you can tap into, I've done this before, and get some star memories in, ooh, baby, you're ahead of the game. Most of us can't. I can't. Quite honestly, I can't get that far, which is why I read so much of the Egyptian mysteries, uh, activating the memories and the keys and the codes and the star codes that are locked within so that I can grasp it because it's big. Those other civilizations will need teachers and leaders and guides. That will be you. You will come, the Ascended Master. Uh, and you could say it makes you a god, um, but I think sometimes this idea of becoming a god has a lot of fucking ego in it. So please know if we use that languaging here, it's not like you become a super megalithic force of power. Fuck all that. That's toxic masculine power that we are overcoming now. We are healing. We recognize ourselves to be love. We vibrate at love. Oh, everything is very different. So part of this ascension process is that we have the experiences of being human, that we remember our past lives, remember, we put back together. We actively can experience past life memory, present life memory. We're feeding that to our light body, to our coup in the Egyptian and that that coup, which knows itself to have every experience that has happened here on this planet, can take all of that knowledge and go any other place it wants. It can choose to take form or it can choose to go back into divine consciousness. It no longer sees itself as other. So there are a ton of other systems that will be relying on you. A galactic reality much bigger than anything that you may have fathomed is coming. So when we talk about the future, it's not simply hmm, the writing of divine order of Mother Earth. It's what we learn in writing the divine order of Mother Earth that allows us to go other places and offer that as knowledge, wisdom, love to them. How cool is that? How big is that? So if you want to say your only job right now, uh, realizing yourself is divine, becoming the expression of divine is only you are. Remembering from past lives what you've done to have gained the ability to be here now. And when all of those are actively remembered, well, there's your actualization, there's your realization. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I don't need to fucking have a body or be here to do this anymore. I think we get another assignment, another game. There's something else we get to do beyond this. And as I had this recognition the other day, 
my own fears of, oh, what happens when I'm not special anymore? Well, it actually expands. I've never fucking been special. That's part of what this ego gets to work on in this life too. I'm not fucking special. And I think it's why I also show up here with you to remind you, you do all of this. Oh my God. Yeah. No, no, no. I share and teach everything that I do. I don't keep any of it secret because all of us do this. Let's just get this party on the road. (laughs) Because really, God, I'm so much more interested in participating when everybody is at the same level of awareness and we can begin creating in ways that are just titillating. (gasps) Please. That's where I want to get to. So you are a star being. The more actively that you can remember, bring it into present consciousness. Stop playing with this concept of time. Things will get real interesting. And you will be needed. You will have great value as being one of the humans who got a body who did this thing. Oh my God, kudos. Uh, Ding dong, if anybody else... uh... <laughs> My daughter and I giggle about ding dong all the time. It was on a uh, TV show about makeup artists. Ding dong. You will be one of the celebrated ones. Because you went through this human experience, remembered that you were divine, and went back out into the galaxies to participate, play, lead, teach, in whatever way you get to do next. Because there is a collective fear. That's where I was trying to go. There is a collective fear of which I am a participant in in the past. I have been fearful that I wouldn't have a role once everybody was doing what I do. Well, guess what? Fucking the playing field just gets bigger. More gets revealed to you. Your experience of what reality is continues expanding. And you take your experiences as human. Your ability to create and be an artist. And you bring it to all the galaxies, babe. Isn't that where you want to play with me? That's where I'd like to hang out with you. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for being with you. Thanks for being with us. The collective us, as there are more of us who do participate in these ways and listen to this podcast. And reach out to me because I fucking love that too. I love the intimacy of connections and knowing who and what you are. Thanks for letting us go wherever this did today. I'm going to relax into my body as we close. Wishing that you not only carry this vision of hope, of certainty, of a glorious future. If you can do any of the Noah Lampert uh, more accurately, the Neville Goddard work, I have that all listed on Patreon, but you can find him. Go to Synchronicity and look for his imaginal teachings. I think there were about six podcasts he did. Uh, But when we can go to bed with the visions, with the feeling of this joy, awe, wonder of the future, when we vibrate that through our fields, You, my love, will be the thing that keeps everything around you fucking calm and peaceful, not only within your home, within your family, within your neighborhood, within your fucking community. You will be the stabilizing force of everything's going to be okay. 
not as a platitude, not as a bypassing, not as a just trying to make somebody feel better, but because you are living the vibration of it. <laughs> I love you so much. Till next time, I love you. Hey, welcome to the other side. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It's funny, there are times where it all of a sudden feels like, oh my God, that was so much fun to deliver and maybe one of my best. Not from ego, but just from a place of, I love being here with you and being a channel in this way. So hopefully you're feeling it too. If you are, you want to leave us a review on iTunes because somehow that seems to be this thing in this crazy, silly world where everything is more findable and more successful. So yeah, let's wish us to be available to the people who need it when they need to hear us. Yeah. And if you haven't joined us yet over at Patreon, the Luminous Mysteries, well, it just kind of keeps getting more exciting too. Because it really is the mystery school. It is where I share the deepest and best of things. And in our upcoming Akashic Records initiation and dream school, well, we'll be dropping special things over at Patreon. And by special, I don't mean hierarchical special. No, no, no. It's just the container that I can share more of the mysteries. Hence the mystery school, huh? Luminous mysteries. And we've got tons of classes coming up. So you can join us where you feel led. Always, we're just here for when the resonance and the alignment is correct. Oh, my sweet one. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for continuing to be a part of this ever unfolding journey. Because none of us really have a fucking clue what we're doing. <laughs> I hope you got that memo. We're all just figuring it out, but it makes it so much easier to figure it out with you.